want you to turn your Bible to Philippians, Philippians chapter 4. We're going to a book of the Bible where the Apostle Paul was in a situation where I'm sure he would like his circumstances to change. And I know that each one of us, no matter how great Christmas is and how many times we get to watch The Grinch or any of our favorite Christmas pastimes, there's always something that we wish would go away, a problem we wish could be solved. And when we get to Philippians chapter 4, the Apostle Paul is writing to this church. He's expressing his thanks for their care, but he's expressing to them uh, some things that he's learned about his circumstances, and uh, he shares about it, and I really think that we all need to make note of this. Uh, let's pray, and then we'll get in and we'll read the passage here. Father, I pray that you would guide us in this uh, as we walk through these a few verses tonight. I pray that you would encourage us today with your word. I pray, God, that you would just turn our hearts to focus on you and our attention on you and off of our uh, difficulties, and we just thank you so much that you're here to help us and care for us. And uh, I do pray you'd meet the needs of those those things that are written on these pieces of paper. I pray that you give some uh, light from your word tonight in our circumstances. And I just pray you'd help us to learn from the example of the Apostle Paul in his writings here tonight. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to start reading in uh, Philippians 4, verse 10. The Apostle Paul says, But I rejoiced in the Lord greatly, that now at the last your care of me hath flourished again, wherein ye were also careful, but ye lacked opportunity. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. I know both how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I am instructed both to be full, full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Notwithstanding, ye have done well that ye did communicate with my affliction. Now, ye Philippians, know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving. But ye only, for even in Thessalonica, uh, sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of, of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell and sacrifice, acceptable, well-pleasing to God. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now unto God and our Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. In this letter, he finishes with some reminders of his experience. Uh, the Apostle Paul makes this statement in verse 11. He says, not that I speak in respect of one. He said, I had some needs, but I'm not, I'm not saying this to you because I want something from you. He says, here's why. Because for I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul explains to us that even in prison, 
even in this difficulty, he has, through a process of time and experience, learned how to deal with his problems. Uh, I, I truly believe that Christians need to figure out how to deal with their problems in a, in a biblical way. All through Scripture, the Bible speaks of us as different, as not part of the darkness, but part of the light, as followers of Christ. And I think Christians have a problem dealing with their problems. They just don't know the biblical way to do it. And uh, there is a biblical way to handle the difficulties that you face. And the truth is, we each have different difficulties. And uh, uh, Brother Vaughn said, you know, should I compare my difficulty to yours? And the truth is, what I've learned is that each one of us has difficulties and they're all big to us. They're all all major circumstances. They're all difficult. They're all hard. And it's not right to compare one with the other because it's all difficult. Life has problems. Uh, But here's what Paul says in verse 11. He says, I have learned. Uh, Can you say with me, it's a process. It's a process. He says, I have learned learned. Do you understand that dealing with your problems in a biblical way is something you have to learn? It's something that you don't just get overnight. It's not something where you can just flip a switch and say, okay, I can, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to handle it perfectly. Uh, He says, I have learned through a process, and I'm going to explain that process. He says, I have learned in whatsoever state I am. Uh, He says, no matter where I found myself in life, in the good and the bad, no matter where I am right now, I have learned, he says, to be content. What does that mean, to be content? That word means to be sufficient. That means to have enough, to be satisfied, to have a mind that is at peace. Speaking from a place of imprisonment, he says, even in this situation, I can have peace. And and the truth is that if we can learn by his example that no matter what you wrote on your card, even in those circumstances, you can learn to be content. There is a way that you and your problem can be satisfied, can have peace of mind, can can make it through. Does that make sense? And that's what we're going to see tonight. Uh, So we are, uh, we have been in the process of buying a home and, uh, uh, how many of you have purchased a home before? You've gone through the process. Okay. Now I should have asked you all for advice. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so we, uh, we have uh, a home. They've accepted our contract. Uh, we close on December 19th. That's a good thing. And we're excited about it. But in the process of buying a home, I realized that there's, every time we would look at something, we could always find a problem with it or we we could always say, man, there's, look, a bigger one or a better one just came up. This one has more square footage. Well, this one has a fourth bedroom. Or this one, did you see the finished basement of this one? And, and you can always look at the problems uh, of a circumstance, can't you? Even in this illustration of buying a home. You know, uh, we, we, we go through our list and we'd say, if only it had, uh, there was one house that had a second living room. Could you imagine two living rooms? That's great, right? Two TVs, uh, two TVs right? Uh, two, yeah. If you have family over, the family you don't like, you invite them into the one, and then you retreat to the other. Uh, you know, uh, we say these things, if only uh, Black Friday was just the other day. 
Black Friday, they put the TVs on the front page of all the ads. If only your TV was a 60-inch instead of a 50-inch, right? If only you could get that, that TV, a bigger TV. If only, we say, if only I had a larger salary. If only this problem would go away. If only uh, I didn't have to face these relationship problems that I'm facing. I know that each one of you has different circumstances. You say, if only this wasn't here, then I could have peace of mind. Then I could have satisfaction. Then my life would be okay. I could be all right with things. Well, is it possible to have that peace of mind and that satisfaction even when life is less favorable? Even when the circumstances aren't lining up for you? Um, we, we lose jobs. We get sick. We are short on money. We have things we want. We have things we wish we could improve. But does God give us a way so that even in this condition that we're in, that we can still have a satisfaction and a peace of mind anyway, even if we don't fix the problem? I believe we do, and I believe he talks about it here in Philippians chapter 4. How do we have this contentment, this peace of mind? Step number one, here we go. And if you're taking notes, I only have three points. It's pretty simple. Number one, embrace the process. Embrace the process. In verse 11, he says, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. It's not something, even the Apostle Paul, he had to learn this thing. Uh, this is a process. In verse 12, he says, I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Abased is a word that means to be humbled. There's a time where he was brought low. You ever been there? Yeah, whether through your actions or your circumstances or the place you found yourself or the position you had, you felt like you were brought low, you were humbled. He says, I know, I've learned how to be abased, how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. That's the time of increase. It says, everywhere and in all things, I'm instructed both to be full and to be hungry. He, you know, uh, we, I think we've all experienced times of being full. Uh, many of you experienced time of full at Thanksgiving. Full, here's, here's what I think of a full. Full means uh, you go grocery shopping and you fill the cart. You know, I remember when we, our first year of marriage, and uh, I remember Trisha clearly saying to me, I cannot wait for the day. Well, when I can fill my cart up like that lady. And, you know, you're walking through the store. You know, there are times when we go and we buy what we can get. That, but there are other times when we have the opportunity to get a full grocery cart. When you go and you get gas, you fill the gas tank up. Uh, when you uh, come to Christmas time, you're able to buy presents for everybody on your list. Uh, but Paul says, he uses the word here, I know how to be hungry. Uh, there are times in our lives when we eat ramen noodles. <laughs> uh, there's the times when we eat leftovers, right? Uh, when we're not going out to eat. And we've all experienced these different uh, varying times in our life. Uh, they, I, I remember times in life um, hoping that relatives and friends invited us over for dinner because <laughs> we didn't have much good things to eat. Uh, when presents uh, at Christmas time. Uh, they're not Black Friday deals, and they're not off the store shelf, but they're homemade items, right? That's what he's saying here. Paul says, there have been times in my life where I was full, I was hungry. He says, he uses the words here, both to abound, 
That means to have more than you need. And then he says, and to suffer need. Need is a word that means lack. It's when you're falling short. The key word being suffer. Sometimes you're in a circumstance where it hurts, right? Life is difficult. I'm not just talking about financially. Sometimes it hurts in your relationships. Sometimes it hurts uh, in your job. Sometimes it hurts. There's different things in life where we say, I am suffering need. I have a need and it hurts. So where are you tonight? What state are you in? Some of you tonight are feeling full. You're okay. Uh, there's no major difficulties and uh, you're, you're not concerned about paying bills. But some of you tonight find yourself in a place where you have a circumstance that isn't going well and you wish it would change. Paul says that there's a way in both situations to be satisfied and have peace of mind, the word contentment. And it's, it's a process. How can I embrace, uh, how can I be content? It's to embrace the process that you're on. I want you to flip a little bit further in your Bible to James chapter 1. You know that God has a plan to mature you? Uh, God is using the circumstances in your life to make you into His image. Uh, He's working some things out in your life. In James chapter 1, verse number 2, there's this verse that just doesn't make sense when you first read it. It's it's totally opposite of our nature. James chapter 1, verse 2, My brethren, count it all joy when you get a Christmas bonus. Right? Count it all joy, you know, when you get the Black Friday deal. No, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Count it joy when you fall into circumstances that are difficult. That's what the verse says. Why? Why would we consider that a good thing? It's because we're embracing the process. Verse 3 says, knowing this, we can be confident Knowing this, that the trying, the testing of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work. Some of us don't want to let it. We want, we want to pray against it. We want to stop it. God, take the circumstance away. Make me better. Give me money. Fill my belly. You know, we want the problems to go away. But the Bible says to let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. That's a nice way to say content, to say that I'm okay, I'm satisfied, I have peace of mind, even in the midst of the circumstance. God has a process to make us into what he wants us to be, and it's a process of patience. Uh, Is it possible that God wants to keep the circumstance in your life that you so greatly want to go away? Is it possible? I believe it is. I believe that it's very possible because of these verses that we are supposed to mature by having a a, a different perspective, knowing that God is trying our faith and working in our life patience. I want you to turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I want to show you another example of this process. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 7. This is uh, the experience that Paul actually had. Okay, He says, I've learned. Here's, here's where he learned it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, the Bible says, Unless I should be exalted above measure 
through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh. He says, just, just to make sure I didn't uh, get too high on, on the horse or didn't get too uh, heady or high-minded, he said, God allowed a difficulty to be in my life. We don't know what it is, but he calls it a thorn in the flesh. He says, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, I besought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. He said, three times I said, God, I don't like this problem. Take it away. God, take it away. God, take it away. God, take it away. Three times. Have you done that before? You had a difficulty and you said, God, please, just solve this. God, take this away. Uh, give, get, just give me, that, give me that job. I just need that job. If I only could get that better job, whatever it is, fill in the blank. He says, I sought the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. Verse 9. Here's what God's plan was. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Then Paul says, because he learned that, Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches in necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. How can I be content when my life is less than what I want it to be? And it's simply this, that God has a process to make you better, and you need to realize that. God has a process to grow you and mature you. And within that process, God is providing His strength to help you make it through. See, the question, obviously there's a process, but how do I make it through the process And that's point number two, is to rely on God's strength. Rely on God's strength. Turn back to our passage in Philippians. Philippians 4, verse number 13. So he said, I've learned whatsoever state I am, therewith be content. I know how to be abased, abound, to be full, to be hungry, to abound, to suffer need. And then he gets to verse 13. This famous verse, you see it written all over the place. You see it on shoes. You see it on billboards. You see it all over. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Let's read that one together, all right? It's a good one. You ready? You got it in front of you? It's on the screen? Can everyone see this? Everyone bring their glasses? Okay. I Ready? Here we go. Ready? Go. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Listen, let me just issue some information about this verse. This verse does not mean that God gives you superpowers to do anything that you want to do in the world. Many times this verse is taken so far out of context where somebody says, I can do anything. I can be anything I want to be because God gives me strength. But that's not what the circumstances in this verse, in this passage is talking about. Uh, This is not a spiritual promise either that God will somehow supernaturally overcome all of the bad decisions that you make. You know, if if you go in to make a purchase and you say, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. I don't know how I'm going to make this payment, but I'm going to buy it anyway. That's not what this verse is saying. The verse is not saying God is going to provide supernaturally for you uh, because you make dumb decisions. That's not what this is saying. What this verse is, is simply a battle cry 
for somebody that's facing a difficult circumstance. The question is, how do I make it through a difficult circumstance? How does a Christian deal with their problems? Well, what you do is you embrace the process and you rely on God's strength. This verse says here, he says, I, I, I've learned this process. I've learned to be content. I know how to be full. I know how to be hungry. Well, Paul, how do you know that? How did you do it? How do you make it through? How are you in prison telling in previous verses to rejoice in the Lord always? How are you talking about joy? And how are you serving God still in the midst of difficulty? I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Uh, this is such a universal application for any circumstance. Uh, it's, it's one of the best verses to go through when somebody passes away and you have, you're in a grieving process and dealing with that. How do you make it through? You can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth you. God never says, you're in a difficult circumstance, Christian. Do it all alone. Handle it all by yourself. He says, no, no. I have strength that's made perfect in weakness. And when you're weak, he's strong. And that's the whole point is, how does a Christian handle problems? We rely on God's strength. Uh, Strength is available in Christ. When it comes to financial difficulty, what this verse means is don't quit. God will get you through. You say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. It's going to be hard. Yeah, it's going to be hard, but God's going to help you endure the hardness. There's so many verses about enduring hardness as a good soldier. When there's relationships that are in turmoil and you don't know how to go another day, strength is available to make it through. When you have chronic pain, when your life is difficult because of something you deal with, You have to realize that God gives strength when you are weak. Strength is available to make it through. In any bad circumstance whatsoever, you can always give the advice to a Christian that they can turn to God and Christ gives strength to make it through. Does that make sense? I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. What do we normally do when we're facing circumstances that we don't like? How do do people in general normally handle their problems? They gripe. What does gripe mean, in case anyone doesn't know? They complain. Yes, we're negative. We start whining. I can't believe this is so bad. We whine, we complain. Sometimes we get bitter. Why? I don't deserve this, we say. What would you say? I cry. I cry too. We cry together. It'll be okay. Oh, man. You know, naturally, sometimes we even turn away from God. You know, uh, there, there are people, I've, I've met many people that say, why would God allow this circumstance in my life? And they, they get bitter against God and they turn from Him. When the solution is not to turn from God, but the solution is to turn to Him. Because He is the one that provides the strength when we are weak. Uh, many times we get self-centered and we, we say stuff like, I don't deserve this. This problem shouldn't be in my life. All the things I do, all that I am, I go to church, I do this. You know, we, we get self-centered. We say, I don't deserve this. Well, who does? You know, are, are you better than everyone else that you shouldn't have a difficult problem? You see, we need to look as Christians to the attitude and the example of Paul. It's not a self-centered, complaining spirit in difficulty. It's a can-do attitude. It really is. You know, you hear that. I can, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. He, he says in his difficulty, I can do it. Through Christ, I will make it. 
That is the attitude that we take because of Christ. Uh, we, we pray, God, take it away. God, take it away. But sometimes what we're praying for God to take away, God wants it to stay in your life. And we have to be okay with that sometimes. Uh, the last truth that Paul goes to in this passage, which is so important, that helps us to be content, uh, is found in verse 19. But I want to read up to that point. So he's talking to them about how they were a blessing to them. They provided for his needs. Uh, in verse uh, 14, Notwithstanding, you have done well. Uh, you have well done that ye did communicate with my affliction. You helped me when I was in trouble. He says, Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, no church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. He said, you guys were great. You helped me. You blessed me. You took care of me. For even in Thessalonica, sent uh, once and again into my necessity, not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. You know, we always hear that a lot when missionaries come in. They say, your giving and these souls that were saved is fruit that abounds to your account. Uh, because you are giving and you're participating in that, uh, that blessing. Verse 18 says, But I have all and abound. I am full. Uh, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. And then he ends with this kind of clincher statement. This, this is so incredible. But my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Not only do we need to rely on God's strength in order to be content and have that peace of mind, but we need to trust God's provision. Trust God's provision. He, he reminds these Christians of their source of their blessings. Um, there, there's a verse in Scripture that I, I'm always reminded of. I believe it's in Psalm 27 that uh, David said that I would have fainted unless I would have believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Uh, talking about even in a difficult, hard time, God showed me blessings and good things. And um, God is our source. See, the thing is, in your, in your circumstance, how are you going to get the stuff that you need? God is going to provide it. How are you going to buy what you need? God is going to provide it. How are you going to get the treatment that you need? How are you going to have enough strength to keep going? God is going to supply your need. This is a basic belief of Christians. And so many times we forget this in our circumstance. We say, I just don't see how it's going to happen. There's no possible way that this will ever work. Uh, there's no way this will get better. And... Uh, we have to trust God's provision. I want you to see in Matthew chapter 6, the most basic teaching of Christ on this. Matthew chapter 6. Verse number 25. These are the red words here in your Bible. Jesus says, Therefore I say unto you. Now we're followers of Christ, right? All right, we should, we should pay attention here. To take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor yet for your body, what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body than raiment? 
He's saying, don't worry where your food's going to come from, where your clothing's going to come from, where your needs are going to come from. This isn't life about more than that. He said, listen, verse 26, behold the fowls of the air. Take a look at the birds. For they sow not, neither do they reap, nor gather into barns. They're not out there planting and harvesting and gathering into barns their food. Yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? Listen, if you keep worrying about a problem and you're concerned and you're whining and you're griping, is that going to help you? No, it's not. Why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, they toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothe the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or wherewithal shall we be clothed? Why? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek, the unbelievers. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. See, the truth is that in order to be content, in order to be able to say, I am satisfied, I have a peace of mind in my difficulty, you have got to, as a Christian, you, you can't be saying, I don't know how. I don't know how, how, how am I going to get what I need. God supplies the needs of Christians. Do you understand that? God knows. He knows you have a need of it before you ever ask him about the need. Uh, sometimes, though, he might take longer than you want him to, to meet the need. And he, he, might, uh, he might decide that what you think is a need isn't really a need. Too. Sometimes that happens. Our, our, our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. But we need to trust God's provision uh, in order to be content. I, this has helped me. Um, this passage from the Apostle Paul. Um, you know, we have our own difficulties and we have things. And uh, you know what? God is able to give every one of us the same ability to be content. Uh, it's, it's not about a pastor. You know, many times we, we, look up to, we look up to people we see on Facebook and we say, look at those people on Facebook. They're handling this so well. Well, we all have issues. We all have problems. And it's all hard. It's all difficult. But God is going to give you an ability if you trust in his provision, you rely on his strength, he will give you that ability to have a peace of mind no matter what. And whether you're in a good time or a bad time, you can make it. And God's going to help you to make it. And God's going to help you to focus on Him in the midst of it all.